With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. Well, more bad than good on Thursday, but I'm going to focus on the positives here on the podcast. Number one, my wife can get the vehicle in the garage, so you can check that one off the list. Number two, I got to eat a lot of really good food celebrating her birthday on Thursday, so that was a good thing. Then on the handicapping front, I cash a first half under. Couldn't do it all week in action action, but you get me to the ACC with Boston College and Pittsburgh. They get the job done, and I cash the under 22 and a half in the first half. In the NFL, I cash a prime time over. That's a rare thing these days. I get the Bengals and the Ravens over the 46, even without Joe Burrow playing the majority of the game. I get Gus Edwards home over the 45 and a half yards rushing, so that was good. In college basketball, I lost my first two games of the day, but I won my last two, so I have a little momentum now. Missouri storms back from 20 down at Minnesota. They get the two-point win, and I cash the minus one and a half. Then North Dakota State plus the eight and a half. They win outright for me at Montana. So, yeah, a little old momentum building into Friday. So let's see how it goes. Let's get to the card. And I have a ton of college basketball today, but we're going to start with college football. Going to play both games again. It's South Florida at UTSA. The Roadrunners. Beep, beep. So both teams can score. UTSA is averaging 31.5 points per game. They didn't do that when I was betting on them. South Florida, they're averaging 30.1 points per game. The South Florida D, though, has given up some monster numbers this year. 56 points at UAB, 56 points to Florida Atlantic, and 59 points at Memphis. Not sure how they held Alabama to just 17, but they did it. UTSA, though, is 6-0 and to the under when the total is 58 or more. This game has me scratching my head a little bit. Laying 16 against a team that scores 30-plus is just asking for the back door. Grabbing 16 with a D that has given up 56 or more three times might drive me crazy. So I give up. I got to do it. When in doubt, bet the first half under. I'm going to bet the under 34-and-a-half between South Florida and UTSA. Next up, we go to the Pac-12. It's Colorado at Washington State. So both teams are four and six on the season. Neither team feels great about it after how they started the season. Washington State won their first four games of the year, including wins over Oregon State, Wisconsin, and Colorado State. Now they've lost six consecutive football games, and the last three have been against Arizona State, Stanford, and Cal. Not exactly the powers of the Pac-12. Colorado on the other side, well, they've lost four consecutive games, but they have covered the last three against UCLA, Oregon State, and Arizona. The Cougars have given up 35 or more points in five of seven games. The Buffaloes have given up 34 or more points six times already this season. I lean to Colorado plus the points, but I'm going to back the over here. I'm going the over 62 and a half between Colorado and Washington State. So that'll do it for college football. Now, 
Let's get to my first four bets in college basketball. These are the ones that are on the Twitter poll. Play number one, it's Sacred Heart plus the three at UMBC. So let's play the first game off the board again. Sacred Heart went 15-17 and last year. They have an experienced roster coming back with the eighth most minutes in the country, and they are the preseason favorite to win the Northeast Conference. UMBC went 17-14 and last year. They lost almost everyone and have the 347th most minutes returning, and they're projected as the sixth best team in the America East Conference. So the pioneers of Sacred Heart are 2-1 and one on the season. They lost by seven at Iona, and then they won by seven at Holy Cross last time out. They have scored 80 or more in all three games so far this season. The Retrievers of UMBC are one and two on the year. They lost a heartbreaker by one at Louisville in the opener, and then, most recently, they lost to Marist at home as a short favorite. Yeah, you mix in a 19-point win in a tune-up game. That's how they're one and two. So Sacred Heart is road-tested. They're the best team in their league and they can score. That's a tough combo to pass up. So I'm going to grab the three with Sacred Heart on the road at UMBC. Next up on the card, it's Dayton in a pick'em against St. John's. This is on a neutral site in Charleston, South Carolina. So both teams were must-see TV yesterday. The Red Storm led by 14 at one point against North Texas. They shot just 34% from the field, and they hung on dearly for the one-point win. Dayton, on the other hand, they got down 15 in the second half against LSU, but stormed back, creating some chaos and some turnovers and some easy buckets, and they pulled it out by three, shooting just 39% from the field. The Flyers were the preseason top dog in the Atlantic 10. They lost an all-conference guard to a season-ending injury, but they will still have the best player on the floor in Darian Holmes. Holmes averaged over 18 points per game last year, He scored 19 and 17 in the first two games this year, but shot just two of eight yesterday, scoring only eight points. We know Rick Pitino at St. John's is one of the best in the business. This team will continually improve, but in November on a neutral site, give me Dayton. I'm on the Friars in a pick'em over St. John's. Next up on the card, we go to New Brunswick. Yeah, neutral floor game here. I'm going to back Colgate plus the six against Yale. So preseason number one on the Patriot against preseason number one in the Ivy League. Colgate is one and one on the season and battle tested. They had a two-point win over Brown with neither team leading more than by, by more than eight. A four-point loss then at Syracuse after leading by 24. Yale, on the other hand, is two and one on the season with a 15-point loss at Gonzaga and a nice three-point win at Loyola Marymount. So both teams can score. Both teams have a ton of minutes returning this year. This is a neutral floor game. The big question is, how will the Raiders bounce back from the collapse at Syracuse? Well, I'm going to pay to find out. I'm going to grab the six with Colgate against Yale in New Brunswick. Then my final of the first four picks anyway, it's a neutral floor game in Glendale, Arizona. I'm going to back San Francisco plus the three and a half against Grand Canyon. So this is a great matchup. Grand Canyon is a circled mid-major for everyone this year with high expectations. Projected to run away with the whack and be a dangerous team to knock out of the big dance come March anyway. 2-0 so far this season for the Lopes. 19-point win over SEMO. A 34-point win over Northern Arizona. San Francisco is 2-1 on this season. Losing at Boise State by five last time out. 
The Dons are expected to be the third best team in the West Coast Conference behind St. Mary's and Gonzaga. Might be able to wait on this line, could easily increase. Crowd edge, but not on the home floor for Grand Canyon. To me, this is a coin flip game, and I give the edge to San Francisco. That tight game experience at Boise will serve a purpose tonight. I'll take the Dons plus the three and a half over the Lopes in Glendale. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Next up on the card here, here's your bonus bet. So these are not included in the Twitter vote, and I have another, oh, looks like, oh boy, another four college basketball games here at least. It's Vermont in a pick'em against St. Louis. This one's at the Myrtle Beach Invitational in Conway, South Carolina. So after a slow start, the Catamounts heated up late to beat Charleston by nine, shooting just 36% for the game, but they hit 11 for behind the arc, plus handled that length of Charleston. St. Louis was one of my favorite teams last year, went 20-12, and 12, returned the 262nd most minutes in college basketball, and they're projected as the fifth best team this year in the Atlantic 10. The Billikens are 4-0 in the season after a 10-point win over Wyoming. They trailed by as many as 10 in that one. Wyoming this year is way down in the Mountain West, though. Vermont's win was much more impressive, and I think they should match up better with St. Louis. So I'm going to back the the Catamounts in a pick over St. Louis. Next up on the card, we stay at the Myrtle Beach Invitational. It's Charleston, minus the five against Wyoming. So I think I heard the message from Charleston head coach Pat Kelsey. He calls the final eight minutes of a game winning time, and he wasn't happy with the final eight minutes against Vermont yesterday. He took full accountability, and I expect this team to finish strong today. Wyoming put up a good fight yesterday. That might be the best we see from the Cowboys in this tournament. Wyoming has a short bench. They mostly use six players. Charleston played 11 players, or excuse me, played 11 using nine players playing 16 minutes or more. I can't talk apparently tonight. So this is a back-to-back situation that should favor the Cougars. They'll have fresher legs, I guess is what I was trying to say. I'm expecting them to run it up and leave no doubt this time around. Give me Charleston in winning time to finish strong, minus the five over Wyoming. Next up on the card, we head to a neutral floor in Jacksonville, Florida. It's Maine in a pick'em over Presbyterian. So I bet against Presbyterian yesterday and lost. The Blue Hose defeated North Florida by 12. So a 4-0 start to the season after just three Division I wins a season ago. 
So I'd like them to prove it one more time before I become a full believer, since I wasn't a huge fan of the North Florida shot selection last night, tossing up 39 three-point attempts. They just shot 31% for the game on their home floor. Maine, on the other hand, they defeated Northwestern State 78-65 to on Thursday. They shot 51% from the field. So I'm going to roll the dice and back the Black Bears of Maine in a pick over Presbyterian. Next up on the card, it's Youngstown State, minus the three and a half against Utah Tech. So Youngstown State hit the card for the first time this year, 22-10 and last year. They lost a ton. They returned the 333rd most minutes, and they're projected to finish fifth in the Horizon League. The Penguins are 1-2 and on the season. They lost by 10 at the Ragin' Cajuns of Louisiana. They lost by 30 at Michigan. Michigan's a good team, and they failed to cover in each of those games. On the other side, Utah Tech is projected to finish dead last in the WAC, returning the 291st most minutes. Utah Tech is 1-1 one and one on the season. They covered in an eight-point loss at Santa Clara. Then they won straight up in overtime as the underdog at Jacksonville State last time around. The Horizon ranks 20th in the power polls. The WAC ranks 14th. The line would have been around six last year. I'm not ready to be a believer in the trailblazers of Utah Tech yet, so give me Youngstown State at home, minus the three and a half over Utah Tech. Another neutral site game next on the card. It's in Rock Hill, South Carolina. It's Elon in a pick over IUPUI. So I'm 3-0 betting on games involving these two teams. So I'm hoping to make it 4-0 tonight. Elon is projected 10th in the CAA this season. IUPUI, 10th in the horizon. Both teams return a solid core. IUPUI, 22nd most minutes returning. Elon with 123rd most minutes returning. The CAA is the 24th best conference in the power polls, the Horizon the 20th. Elon is 1-2 and two on the season. They lost to Wake Forest after that big early lead, then beat East Tennessee State by 3, then lost at North Dakota by 17. IUPUI, on the other hand, started 2-0, and but they got crushed by 39 last out at Indiana State. Elon would have been favored by four last year. I think this year's version is much better, so I'm going to take the Phoenix over the Jaguars in a pick Give me Elon over IUPUI. So that'll wrap it up for college basketball. A lot of plays there. Got tongue-tied. Sorry about that. NBA coin flip real quick. Sacramento Kings at San Antonio Spurs. Total of 235.5. Tails it is. I'm on the under 235.5 between the Kings and and the Spurs. On the frozen pond, Buffalo Sabres at the Winnipeg Jets, total of six and a half. My coin might be a little weighted here. Tails it is again. I'm on the under six and a half between the Sabres and the Jets. So let's recap my card for a Friday. It's a big card in college football. I'm on South Florida and UTSA. First half under the 34 and a half. I'm on Colorado and Washington State to go over the 62 and a half tonight in college basketball my twitter picks my first four i'm on sacred heart plus the three at umbc i'm on dayton in a pick over st john's i'm on colgate plus the six against yale i'm on san francisco plus the three and a half against grand canyon my bonus bets in college basketball i'm on vermont in a pick against st louis I'm on Charleston, minus the five against Wyoming. I'm on Maine in a pick against Presbyterian. 
I'm on Youngstown State, minus the three and a half against Utah Tech. I'm on Elon in a pick against IUPUI. Then the coin flip bets. I'm on the Kings and the Spurs under the 235 and a half. And on the Frozen Pond, I have the Sabres and the Jets under the six and a half. So that's my card for a Friday. As always, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun. And let's cash some tickets together. Good luck, everyone. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.